Hello, everyone, and welcome to RMD, All Things Aesthetics and Wellness podcast with me, your host, Dr. Deborah Durst. And I have my usuals with me, my co-host, Marissa and Faraday. You want to say a few words? Yes, hello. My name is Marissa Staten with Revitalize MD, and I'm the medical esthetician and laser technician. Thanks for having me. And my name is Faraday Golombieski, and I'm a family nurse practitioner at Revitalize MD. And today we're going to talk about something that we all talk about on a daily basis, but wanted to have some source of information for patients because they hear us talk about it. They see it in written form, but hearing it is a good um, is a good thing, too. So we're going to talk about hormone replacement therapy, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and potentially the side effects of that therapy. So if we were to start, so again, perimenopause and menopause, and again, we say this almost on a daily basis. So they see it in written form, they hear us in the office, and this just gives you a way I like to learn when people talk to me. Exactly. And so if I can have a video to go back to, that's always helpful. So in perimenopause, which usually happens 40 to 55, age 40 to 55, sometimes can happen earlier now because we just don't make sex hormones the way we used to because of stress and toxins we're exposed to and, and all of that, that really stresses our hormone production pathway. So, but typically during that time frame of perimenopause, we get a drop in progesterone and testosterone. Absolutely, and estrogen stays normal, but what's normal estrogen? I mean, that range is at anywhere from 12 to 400 if you're cycling, so mm -hmm. a very large range there, but during perimenopause, typically estrogen is not because of any of the issues. It's more of a balance with progesterone or testosterone levels. Yes, and really absolutely correct. It doesn't drop, but it's definitely dominant because the other two have dropped. So when you hear of estrogen dominance, that's perimenopause, which is no man's land, which again, means we're all over the place, maybe anxious, maybe <laughs> yep. angry, you know, not sleeping. Maybe having some night sweats. And we have been mm -hmm. conditioned, I feel like as women, to blame everything on estrogen when it's not really necessarily estrogen. It's mm -hmm. just an imbalance of estrogen and progesterone. Correct. So it's really out of proportion to the other two, which drop. So progesterone is pretty much your feel-good hormone. And so it's going to help you sleep. It's going to be great for mood. We tend to not handle stress like we used to and basically have a short fuse. So anything can make us mad, and that's not our usual. So a lot of women will come in saying, again, you know, that they just don't I'm irritated like themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have a short fuse. My I husband and kids fuse. can't stand me. <laughs> My coworkers right. are like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so that is like, that's a problem, and it's a frequent complaint. So, and they know it's not them, and they don't feel like themselves either. So Exactly. And they've said, you know, I know this isn't me, and I, but I can't help it. I don't understand. I'm not sleeping great. Is it because I'm not sleeping great? My doctor gave me sleeping medicine. And again, like Dr. Dar said, it could just be that drop in progesterone that's affecting your sleep, and we don't mm -hmm. need sleeping medication. We just need to balance some hormones. When we're in our 40s, we didn't suddenly suddenly become deficient in an anti-anxiety medicine, antidepressant, and sleeping medicine, we became deficient in progesterone. So, exactly. So again... When we're sticking with progesterone, that perimenopause, if it starts to drop and we're supplementing it, a lot of times we will do it in a capsule form because it takes progesterone, is metabolized to allopregnanolone, which helps us sleep and acts like almost a volume for sleep. So, yeah. again, I feel like 
women would come back in a burning house for children, <laughs> dogs, and progesterone. And progesterone. Just saying, you know, sorry, men, but you can fend for yourselves. Get out. <laughs> You've got legs. So anyhow, so I feel like that's part of it because it's really, really helps with sleep, helps with mood. They feel much better on it. So, but what are the potential side effects that you might see with that? So sometimes with progesterone, because we just talked about how it converts and kind of works like a volume, if sometimes we have to adjust dosing based on you and the time that you take it. So it can cause drowsiness in the morning because it is a slow release capsule. And if it's taken too late or if um, we need to reduce dosing, sometimes in the morning you can be drowsy. And I think that's one of the easiest side effects that you can have that we can navigate because a lot of times we can either back your dose down, we can add it as a cream, or we just take it a little bit earlier in the night. So drowsiness is probably one of the first ones that we'll hear is, oh, I was a little tired in the morning. Little hangover effect. Little hangover. From it. Take it an hour earlier yeah. at night. <laughs> yeah, that's the first response. Is like really, and a lot of tweaking of our hormone optimization can be done just based on a conversation between the office and the patient. And so again, our patients will get to know us very well in the first few months because we're doing a lot of balancing at that point. And women have more hormones, lots of balancing. So lots of tweaking just based on conversations. Yeah. And if you're hungover the next day. First, it's, you know, we'll try earlier. We might switch to a cream that doesn't have that same metabolic effect and doesn't act like Valium, doesn't make you tired. And again, if sleep's an issue, we can always get your body used to progesterone and perhaps go back to the capsule form after if taking it earlier didn't work, right? And then some other stuff, you might get some water retention with progesterone. That can actually happen with estrogen and potentially testosterone too. But we do tend to get that bloating water retention a little Mm -hmm. bit more with progesterone. And so that's potentially something. And again, just tweaking that dose a little bit. Tweaking the dose, changing the route in which we give the dose. So if it's an oral or a cream, mm-hmm. or sometimes we can add um, another medication to help with that water retention. Yeah. So, so it just kind of depends. Yeah. And I think that those are probably the biggest ones that we run into yep. with women. And so the next in perimenopause, you know, 40 to 55, progesterone is dropping, but testosterone too. So testosterone can be, you know, that deficiency can be brain fog, low libido, poor energy, endurance for working out. Um, You know, you're gaining muscle or you're gaining fat, but not building muscles well. So again, those ratios are improved with testosterone because now if we give testosterone, you're going to build muscle better, which then therefore increases your metabolism and you'll burn more fat and all that. So it's definitely a life force. We talk a lot about testosterone with men and I think that women, uh, we forget to kind of bring it up for them as well. It is a life force and it does help all those things, but Mm -hmm. just like with progesterone, we do have some side effects and mm-hmm. with that as mm-hmm. well. So um, as Dr. Durst had mentioned, maybe a little bit of water retention. That is definitely a possibility. But the other two that we see more likely are hair changes and possibly some acne. And so basically, again, different routes make a difference. Ups and downs make a difference. So the more that you're going up and down, which creams are a, a real issue with that because skin's meant to keep things out. It doesn't absorb testosterone very well. And so therefore, and also the enzyme that converts it to the stronger med, um metabolite is DHT and that's in the skin. So you'll get more conversions and so more hair changes because when it converts is when you're going to get those side effects because DHT is a lot stronger than testosterone. 10 times more anabolic actually. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So again, you have, you might feel better, but you might get side effects and acne and hair changes are those. And so again, creams because of the up and down, because of the enzyme that converts it to that stronger metabolite. And then injections, you get some ups and downs with that. Um, And then, you know, pellets are buying away probably the best way not probably, they are the best way to get women feeling better and to kind of get your level up and just keep it up so you don't get the conversions that you get. Because when you are you give testosterone and say you're injecting it, you'll get a high level. And when you get the high level is when you get conversions and side effects. Yeah. And then also mm-hmm. compliance with injections. Women tend to be a little bit less compliant because you mm-hmm. are responsible for injecting. And uh, Marissa's laughing over here because Marissa, how long had it been between your injections? Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of like a couple days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it definitely, um, pellets help with that. But yes, especially if you're forgetful, like me, in a hurry, your injections Mm -hmm. at home, not with you when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes such a difference. There's so many different things that go into it. And again, pellets just take that complexity out of it. And so then you don't have to worry and it just goes up and it stays up and you have less in the way of side effects. So acne, again, being one of them, there's things we can do. We just need to have conversations with the patient. So again, being um, very in touch with our office or your provider and any side effects that you might get are very important. Exactly. It's always important to have a good um, skincare routine. I think that's the basis Mm -hmm. of anything, regardless if we're on hormones or not. And as we age, we just lose some of that elasticity, that um, suppleness, as Marissa knows. Um, but I think just having a good skincare, not using Dove soap or something over the counter, Irish Springs, you know, having a good professional grade, medical yes. grade, um, even just face wash uh, in routine is important. But then there are some medications we can do to help with testosterone um, caused acne. Hopefully, it we mm-hmm. you get caught early, right? So the earlier you report it, the less. Uh, severe it'll get and then once in a while you may need an antibiotic but that's not the common Mm -hmm. very rarely yeah Yeah. very very rarely and so again I think that if you keep in mind that when you are doing testosterone that you're going to increase oil production that's one of them so like having important like so if you get acne but you haven't had acne before it's not absolutely the testosterone it's that you have a little more oil production and so better skin care would be important and so just exfoliating and getting dead skin cells off and oil control and all that is very important important. Mm -hmm. so that's something recommended and again early conversations and those are things that can happen women do not start to look like men with testosterone no that's such a huge myth i mean high high levels you can have changes but that's not appropriate and yeah nobody hopefully nobody is treating we definitely are not treating to those levels no no no, the goal is not super physiologic levels Mm -hmm. you know the goal is control of symptoms improvement of symptoms and then uh, monitoring levels and then side effects and being in touch with your provider or our office is very key because at early signs we can improve everything and again if you think about even little changes that happen like hair changes ultimately balance is what we need so if you're not in 
and having a conversation with us about that, then it could just be, again, tweaking based on symptoms you have and balance is ultimately the goal with hormone replacement. So, And hair changes can be hair in unexpected places Mm -hmm. or increased growth of hair in some areas, or it could be some hair loss. Mm -hmm. So definitely very important to bring it up to the provider that you're seeing or us if you're seeing us, hopefully you are, and um, and we can fix that pretty Mm -hmm. quickly. Hair growth is pretty easy, you know, and to treat. And again, if you feel better and the growth is controlled, we have easy treatments for that. Um, But again, I think that no matter what, as we age, we start to get some increased facial hair, period, just because of the balance not being the same that it used to be. And testosterone tends to be a little more prominent because you always hear the old lady hair you know, stories. Yeah. And so plucking again, it off yeah, the chin. plucking it off the chin and finding <laughs> it. And so anyhow, but those conversations early on are very important because we have all kinds of different ways to address it. Yes, um, and then again, we get, now we get to p- menopause. Now all of a yes. sudden you have a drop in estrogen. And so estrogen is what I consider the evil one because yes. again, it's the one that we go, we start low, we go slow because we want to get a, a, a woman used to it because, again, depending on what your period of time between treatment and menopause is important because if you've been without estrogen and you didn't even know there was anything to do about it and you're five years out of menopause now and now you're showing up and we find out that you're low and we want to optimize you, then you haven't seen estrogen in a while. And so mm-hmm. your body has to acclimate to estrogen because, again, if it doesn't, then you're typically going to be the most in touch with us Exactly. when it comes to estrogen, <laughs> right? Yep. So with um, estrogen, if we if you have too much too quickly, right, or if it's out of balance and we need to balance it a little bit, sometimes you can have breast tenderness. Um, so I think that's one that we will hear um, where my breasts all of a sudden are really tender, and a lot of times that's just... We need to balance something. We either need to increase progesterone or back off on estrogen, depending on you and your situation and what's appropriate. But that's probably one of the ones that we hear more often than not. And there's always things we can do. Again, we just need the conversation, but we can always balance it with progesterone, even if you had pellets in. But we tend to not place pellets initially until we get your body used to it and some estrogen levels elevated. Because if you've been without for even a year or two, again, you're going to be most in touch with our office when you start to have breast tenderness or vaginal bleeding if you have a uterus and you haven't had a period in a year or two or five. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm bleeding. What's wrong? Yeah. And it's estrogen is evil. (laughs) It's time to balance it. Yeah. So by going, um, starting low and going slow with estrogen, again, just preventing perhaps, you know, all the the breast tenderness and vaginal bleeding you might get, but also they get emotional. And some water retention. Water retention, yep. And so those can be bothersome too, especially the emotions. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. that's what we're trying to prevent by balancing hormones. Correct. Yeah, you know, we're trying to help with that um, irritability or that overwhelming emotional feeling that we feel like is for no reason. Mm-hmm. So, And so again, I think that with that, if we get your body used to it first and we go slow, then by the time we do pellets, which again, I feel is the best way to get women feeling better, by then you're already used to it and you feel phenomenal when we start, you know, the estrogen. So I think Absolutely. that's definitely the way to go. And so, again, it's all about balance, just following those levels, but having those conversations. And it's unlike traditional medicine in the fact that 
in traditional medicine, you're going to get placed on something, a medicine, a hormone, whatever it is, and it's six or 12 months and we'll see you again, right? Yeah. And so with hormones and women, and we're balancing so much that we need to have you in the office frequently. We need to get to know you well. And we want to see you in the office. And And we we want you here. Yeah. And we can tweak things and get you feeling better. And, and that's what it's about. So just be committed to how much you can feel better. And you just need to play your part in it. And, that's it. And it's a journey. I mean, it's not, you know, we wish we get it all right the fir- very first time. But we are balancing hormones and we are trying to optimize. So there are tweaking, mm-hmm. um, tweaks that need to happen with treatment plans in the beginning. So knowing that coming into it, I think, is really important for women to be very aware that, it's not that we're going to make a plan and it may not be the perfect plan for you that first time. Mm-hmm. We may have to make some adjustments. We hope it's the perfect plan, mm-hmm. but everybody's body is so different. So we look at the values. We look at our options for treatment and we do the best um, that we can for your situation with you talking about it and then yeah. make adjustments as we go. Well, and it's definitely individualized. And so therefore those adjustments need to be individualized exactly. as well. And then it's a program just for you. I wish we could just yeah. have like a one fits all but that's not how hormones work yeah <laughs> well, i think there are some one fit one size fits all for but that's just not the way that yeah it should be done exactly yeah correct mm-hmm. and then likewise i think just ending on a positive note there is like you know a positive benefit of you know all of it and marissa treats it on a daily basis it's like we have those body composition changes weight changes and so sometimes yes. because you're building more muscle you know you'll improve your body composition or She's doing treatments all day that help with that too, right? Yeah, tight, healthy, body effects. Yeah, yeah. Just Formal say. plus. You've got it. Got to bring Marissa into the <laughs> conversation because she knows also, because again, no matter who's in the office, when we're doing treatments and we're in contact with patients and a lot of our aesthetic patients and wellness are crossovers and, you know, because if they come in for aesthetics, you know, and then they're lacking in hormones. Marissa's having those conversations and likewise they come in for wellness and they feel better. They want to have things done. So, so she's having these conversations all day long. So she knows what the questions are and, and what the concerns are and just know that we can address them. If you guys have any um, questions or wonder if you're having any side effects from testosterone or estrogen or progesterone that we didn't hit on, Leave it in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd Let love to hear from your you guys. Experience, and if you want to hear anything more specifically, you have questions, you have future topics. Let us know. Hit the bell, subscribe, share with friends. And again, we're here to revitalize your look, your health, and your sex, sex life. life. <laughs> Thank you.